Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin Daf Lamed Aleph. We're starting the second line, the second to last word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored Le'ilei Nishmas Reb Mordechai Ben Ben Sion Chaim Alevi in honor of his 15th yard site. He should be a male Yerushi for us all and his Neshama should have a tremendous Aliyah. Now we had stopped right in the middle of the Sogya. Rabbi Yehuda told us that an Erev of Truma may be placed inside a Besakvaris on top of a Kever for a Kayin because he has the ability to access it if he's carried inside the Besakvaris in a box. But the Gemara asks, that's not sufficient because Vakima Da'achsa, the moment that the Erev is placed down, itamula, it becomes tame. The Gemara answers, B'Shalei Hoshra. It was never Moshe L'Kabotomo. Let's say it was fruit. It never became wet. So therefore, it can't become tame. Or it was kneaded with fruit juices. Let's say it was a cake or some sort of bread. And therefore, it can't become tame. Gemara says, we still have an issue. How does the kind bring this air to himself? The moment he sticks his hand out of the box, he's going to become tame because now his hand is an oil over the kever. The Gemara answers, He uses a simple wooden utensil that cannot be makabotoma. He sticks it out of the box, whereas he remains inside the box and therefore he remains tahar, and the food remains tahar. The Gemara asks, This keli is going to become an oil over the kever. We're assuming that right now this keli is a tefach wide, and even though the keli itself can't become tame, it creates an oil as some sort of bridge, and that's going to bring the toma inside the box, and then the kind is going to become tame. The Gemara answers, No, is the kind picks up the food with the sharp point of this utensil, and therefore there's no tefach here that's able to bring the toma inside the box. The Gemara says, If so, what's the reason they're abundant? argue through Rabbi Yehuda and they do not allow an Arab of Chuma to be placed inside of a Sekvaris for a Kain. The Gemara answers Kasavri, they hold Asr Lukhanis Bais Bisra Anah you're not allowed to acquire your house or your dwelling place with something that's Asr Ba'ana. A caver is considered something that's servicing a mace and there's an Isr of benefiting from the Tashmish Yahamais. This is considered acquiring his house or his dwelling place as Makam Shvisa from something that's Asr Ba'ana. The Gemara asks Machal, does that apply to Rabbi Yehuda Savar that Rabbi Yehuda holds Mutter that it's Mutter to acquire your house or your dwelling place with something that's Asr Ba'ana? The Gemara answers no, that's not a problem in Rabbi Yehuda. Kasavar, he holds mitzvahs lavo henis nitnu, mitzvahs are not designed to get hana or benefit from them. Any personal gain or pleasure that someone gets from doing a mitzvah isn't halachically considered hana, and therefore there's no issue to acquire his makam shvisa like this. Now Rashi clarifies that Erev Tchumen is only allowed to be made for mitzvah purposes, such as being menachem avol or being misamea chasin vekala, so therefore since you're only allowed to use your Erev for mitzvah anyway, mitzvahs lavo henis nitnu, and it's not considered like you're getting any personal gain from it, so that's why there's no issue. But now the Gemara asks, El Hadam or Rava had once stated, Does that mean that he's picking sides in Machlekes Tanaim? Because it clearly seems that Rabbi Hud and the Chachamim are arguing whether or not Mitzvah Hennes Netnu, and that Rava is picking sides, saying that the Halacha is really like Rabbi Yehuda. And we know that an Amir like Rava is not allowed to choose sides in Machlekes Tanaim. So the Gemara answer is no. Amir Rava, Rava will tell you, If they hold that you're not allowed to make an heir of Eladvar Mitzvah, except for the purposes of Mitzvah, as we said, being Mitzvah Mikala or going to be Menachem Avel, the Everyone would say the mitzvah lavla hadnis nitnu. But vahacham vahacham mifligi over here the whole machlekas is marsaver ein ma'arvin eladvar mitzvah. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you're only allowed to make an erev for mitzvah. Umarsaver was the chachamim hold ma'arvin afilu devar hershus. You're even allowed to make an erev for something mundane, meaning for your own personal benefit, and that's why they have this machlekas. So the Gemara says Elohadim Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef told us once ein ma'arvin eladvar mitzvah that you're only allowed to make an erev for the purpose of mitzvah. Lemi ketanai amar shmaite. Does that mean he's picking sides in machlekas tanaim? I'm the Rav Yosef. So you know, everyone agrees you're only allowed to make an Erev for mitzvah purposes. And everyone agrees the mitzvah is lavla So what's the machlekes over here? Myersav Rabbi Yehuda holds. Even the Kanali Erev, since he was kind of his Erev, meaning Bein Hashmashes, his Erev clicked into place and it was halachically considered a valid Erev. He doesn't care if it's watched. He doesn't want his Erev at all. He doesn't plan on eating it. He just needs the halachic status of an Erev. So therefore, he's not deriving any personal benefit from it. And that's why you're allowed to make an Erev in a basic 
He wants his Erev to be guarded there. Because if he wants, on Shabbos, he wants the ability to go there and eat it. And therefore, since he wants to derive personal benefit from his Erev, that's why we're not allowed to make an Erev in a Beis HaKfaris, according to the Chachamim. And the Mishnah says, Ma'arvin bit Demai, we're allowed to make an Erev with Demai. Umaisarishin shanatotu masayin maisarishin, that its truma was taken off of it and given to the Kayin. Umaisarishin of Hektish shaniftu, and with Maisarishin and Hektish that were properly redeemed. The Kayhanim chala, but Truma and Kayhanim are allowed to make an Erev with Chala and Truma. Avaloi betevel, however, we're not allowed to make an Erev with Tevel, which is something that had no Trumas or Maisarishin taken off of it. Vloi Maisarishin shaloin lachatu masayin, not with Maisarishin that the Truma was not taken off of it. Vloi Maisarishin of Hektish shaloin niftu, and not with Maisarishin or Hektish that was not properly redeemed. The Gemara says, Demai, how are we allowed to make an Erev with that? Fit for him to eat. He's not allowed to eat the mai. It's a suffix whether or not Maiser was taken off of it. We know people aren't allowed to eat it. The Gemara says no. Migudi boy mafker lehulan chase. Since he's able to make all of his possessions ownerless, he's able to be mafker them. Vahav ani and then he's going to be considered a poor person. Vachazule and then he's going to be allowed to eat the mai. Hashanami chazule. It's already considered fit for him now because he has the potential to be able to eat this erev. Dinan we have mishnah machin sanim demai. We're able to feed poor people demai. Lamed alafam and based on top of us achsanu demai and traveling Jewish soldiers, we're allowed to feed them demai also. And Amar of Huna. Tana, we have a brayso. They say ein machinus anim demai. You're not allowed to feed anim demai. We say lo aimer machinus anim demai. We are allowed to. And the Mishnah has said umaserishin shenotah trumasa. We're allowed to make an erev for maserishin that had the trumas maser taken off of it. The Gemara asks Pshita, isn't that obvious? Of course you're allowed to make an erev with this maserishin that had the trumas maser taken off of it. There's nothing wrong with it. So the Gemara says lo tzricha. The chiddush is shegdimu b'shibalim is that the owner had preceded while it was still in its stocks v'notli menu trumas maser and the levy had taken off trumas maser v'loy notli menu truma gedola and he didn't take of Truma Gedela. What's going on over here? We know that the standard procedure for proper Truma Samaisus is as follows. First, Truma Gedela is taken off. This is 2%, which is given to the Kayan. Next, Maisarishin is taken off. That's 10%, which is given to the Levi. And then next, Truma Samaisus is given. This is the 10% that the Levi gives to the Kayan from the Maisarishin that he received. Now, in our case, the Levi received his 10% before the Kayan received his 2%. This is called Higdimu Bishibalim. The owner preceded the Maiser before the Truma while it was still in its stocks. In this case, the Kayan will still receive receive Trumas Meiser from the Levi, but not Truma Gedela from the owner. Now, the reason why the owner is able to do this is because halachically there wasn't a chiv to separate Truma yet. And the Gemara says, that the owner preceded and took off walls in its stock form, and he gave that to the Levi, now this entire pile, all this grain is potter from Truma Gedela. Shnemran says in the Pesach, and you shall elevate and take off Truma for Hashem, Meiser from Meiser. What do we learn from this? I told you that you should take off Meiser from Meiser. You don't take off Trum Gedela and Trumas Meiser from Meiser. Meaning, you gave off Meiser Rishon, you gave it to the Levi. The Levi then gave Trumas Meiser to the Kayin. Nothing else needs to be done. Meaning, before you took off Trum Gedela and gave it to the Kayin, you gave Meiser Rishon to the Levi, and then the Levi took off Meiser from that Meiser. Meaning, he gave Trumas Meiser to the Kayin. That means that the Levi is allowed to use this Meiser Rishon, for his Erev, even though we had skipped a step of Truma Gedela. The Gemara says, he said to Rabbi, even if when it was in its piled form, meaning after he had threshed the grain and it was all ready to eat, if he took off Maiserishin before the Truma Gedela, that should also be permitted. So Amalei, Abai told her Papa, about your question, the Pasuk says, before all of your Maiser, you have to take off Truma, meaning you always have to take off Truma before Maiser. So the Gemara asks, so what do you see to apply one Pasuk over the other Pasuk? How is it that we decide if you take off Maiserishin in this case before 
for the chewing gadol, that's okay. But in a different case, it's not okay. So Gemara says, Ha'idgan idgan. This is called dagon. This is called grain. Meaning, once it's already in a pile, it's already called grain, and then you have a chiv to take off chewing gadol. And if you take off the ma'aserisha in first, so it's not going to be chal. However, while it's still in its stalks, before it's considered grain, you took off ma'aserisha before the chewing gadol. Since it's not considered grain, that would be chal, and you'd be allowed to, so to speak, get away with that, and it would still be allowed to be used for an erev. And the Gemara says, you're allowed to use Master Shane and Hektish that was properly redeemed. The Gemara says, Pshita, isn't that obvious? If it was properly redeemed, of course you're allowed to use it. The Gemara says, we need this. You gave the principle, but not the Chaymish. We know that any time that you want to redeem Master Shane or Hektish, not only do you have to pay the principal amount, but you also have to add on an added fifth. And he only paid the principal amount, but not the fifth. The Kamash the Chilish is the Enochemish Ma'akev. The Chaymish, this fifth is not Ma'akev. That doesn't prevent us from using the actual item. He still might owe that fifth, but it's still considered his for all purposes, and therefore he's allowed to use it for his Erev. The Mishnah said, You're not allowed to use Tevel. The Gemara says, Pshita, isn't that obvious? The Gemara says, This is only considered Tevel Midrabanan. Chagan, for example, It was planted in a non-perforated flower pot, and there's a machlek as whether or not something that grows in a non-perforated flower pot is considered connected to the ground, and therefore there's a machlek as whether or not it's Chayv and Shumas and Maestras. And since it's only Chayv and Shumas and Maestras Midrabanan, you might think that you're allowed to use it for your Erev. The Chiddush is, since it's considered Tevel, even though it's only Midr you're not allowed to use it for your Erev. The Gemara says, The Gemara says, Isn't that obvious? If the Chumas Maeser wasn't taken off, of course you're not allowed to use it for your Erev. The Gemara says, You had preceded while it was already in a pile, and you took off Chumas Maeser, and Chumagdala was never taken off of it. You might have thought to the Amr of Papa Labai, like if Papa had just previously tried to suggest to Abai that that's still considered valid, and that the Levi would be allowed to use it for his Erev. Like Abai had answered Rav Papa that we have a pasuk that tells us that that case is not valid and you would have to take off Chuma Gedayla before you're able to eat any of this food. And the Mishnah said, Velay Master Shane of Hector Shaloi Niftu. The Gemara says, Pshita, isn't that obvious? If you didn't redeem it, so of course you're not allowed to use it. The Gemara says, Velay Tzrich Lechidashis Shepedon Velay Pedon Kilchasen. You redeemed it, but you didn't do it according to the proper halacha. For example, Maeser Shepedon Gabe Asimon. You had redeemed it onto an Asimon, which is an unminted coin. It's just a circle without any face or without any form on it, and that's not a valid way of redeeming it. Rachman Amr the Torah says, Vitsarto ha kesef. You should bind up the money. And what do we learn from this word, Vitsarto? Kesef sheesh olive tsura. It has to be money that has a form on it. And since you did it on an unminted coin, therefore, you're not allowed to use that. And it's not considered like it was a valid redemption. And hektish, what's hektish? Shechil gav karka. You had redeemed it onto land. Rechman Amr, the Torah says, Vinasana kesef ekamlai. You have to give the money, and then it will be established for you. It will be considered yours. If you don't redeem it with money, then that's not a proper redemption. It's not a proper padia. And therefore, you're not allowed to use it for your Erev. And now as we start this Mishnah, we already know that it's permissible for one person to set an Erev for another. So for example, Levi is allowed to be sent by Yehuda to go to his Makam Shvisa and set the Erev for him. The reason why this is permissible is because Levi has the proper Kavana to set this Erev for Yehuda. And now we can understand the Mishnah that says, Someone who sends his Erev with a Cher or a Katan, or someone who doesn't agree to the whole concept of Erev, ain't an Erev, that's not a valid Erev, because these people don't have the proper Kavana to set the Erev for you. However, if you told someone else to accept the Erev from this person that you're sending it with, then it's a valid Erev. 
The Gemara says, V'katan lay, a katan is not able to have the proper kavana to set an Erev for someone. V'amarav huna, katan gavis Erev, a katan is allowed to collect the Erev chatzeres, he's allowed to go to the different people's houses and collect food from them in order to place it in one common area. So we see that a katan is able to perform an Erev for people. The Gemara says, like Kasha, no, that's not a question, because kan be'erev tchumen, kan be'erev chatzeres. There's a difference between Erev tchumen and Erev chatzeres. When an Erev tchumen is placed down, it creates a halachic kenyan, an acquisition, and a katan is unable to do that, whereas Erev Chatzeris is more symbolic. As long as there's a large collective of food, then everyone automatically joins together and no Kenyan is taking place. That's why a Katan is allowed to perform Erev Chatzeris, but he's not allowed to do so for Erev Tchumen. And the market is explaining the Mishnah, Erev, you're not allowed to send it with someone that doesn't agree to Erev. What does that mean? Man, who is this? Amram Chiz, the Kusai, this is talking about the Kusim, whom they didn't agree to any Takanas Zerabanan. And since the whole concept of Erevin is just Zerabanan, they're not going to have the proper Kavana for you when they set down your Erev, because they don't believe in the whole thing anyway. And the Gemara continues, If someone else is going to accept it from the Cher of a Katan, then that's a valid Erev. The Gemara asks, We should suspect that perhaps the Cher of a Katan is not going to get to the person that's supposed to accept it from him. The Gemara answers, Because Rav Chizda had said on something else, is that he's standing there and watching him. He's standing and watching the Cher of a Katan go deliver it to the other person. The Gemara continues to ask, We should suspect that perhaps the other person is not going to accept it from the Cher of a the Gemara answers, that's also not a problem. Kedam Rav Yichil. Rav Yichil had said on something else, Chazaka, we have a Chazaka, a presumption, Shliach as a Shlichusai, that we know that a Shliach, he will carry out his Shlichus. And therefore, if I had phoned my friend and asked him to please accept the Erev from the Cher Shait of a Katan, so then I can assume that he's going to do so. And the Gemara says, Hachanami, Chazaka, Shliach as a Shlichusai, we can assume he's going to do so. And the Gemara asks, Vehecha Itmid Rav Chiz Rav Yichil, where did Rav Chiz and Rav Yichil say what we just quoted from them? Ahaitmar, they said it on the following, Detanyu of Abraisa, if he gave his Erev to an elephant or a monkey to bring, that's not a valid Erev. However, if he told someone else to take it from the elephant or monkey, then it's a valid Erev. So the Bryce asks, Perhaps the elephant or the monkey is not going to get to this person. So Rav Chiz, Rav Chiz said, He's watching his monkey go to the other person. So we say, Perhaps the person is not going to accept it from the monkey. Rav Yechiel, he says, We have a Chazaka, we know that a Shlich is going to carry out a Shlichus, and therefore he'll take it from the monkey, and that's why it's a valid Erev. We're going to stop here for the day with this concept of Chazaka, Shlich, Eisah, Shlichusai. We're going to pick up with it tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful day.